Welcome to the MS Gym Podcast, where we give you the tools to live life by design, not by diagnosis. I'm your host, Brooke Slick, and here we go. Hello, everyone. It's Brooke coming to you from my mom cave in Pennsylvania. As the COVID-19 pandemic continues to keep us all on lockdown here in the United States as well as around the world, I want to speak for some but maybe not all of us with MS or chronic illness. When we say that, you'll have to excuse us while we calmly lean back into our chairs and watch the rest of the isolated world have a meltdown as they're forced to live through what so many of us were forced to endure for years and continue to live on the daily. Oh, you lost your job? Temporarily? Permanently? Your source of income? Poof! Up in smoke? And be still my part you had to apply for unemployment, something you never thought you'd have to resort to? Isn't unemployment for unmarketable slackers looking for a free ride? Your 401k down the tubes? No way. You're forced to rearrange all your finances and tap into that 401k or cash out those mutual funds you've been piling up for retirement? Yep, 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 yep. That's exactly what happens when you're hit with a debilitating chronic illness. You do whatever you have to simply to survive. Are you thinking more now like going to the grocery store, work, church, parties, restaurants, and traveling have become a privilege? You just never had to think of it that way, but now you do. Whether we've already lost our ability to do so or our disease is slowly chipping away at these abilities, we MSers get it. We live it. We understand how uncomfortable it is to watch your life implode right before your very eyes as you stand there, frozen in horror, watching it all turn to ashes. Much like COVID-19, MS doesn't recognize geography or demographics. It simply doesn't give a damn who you are or where you live. That's one thing that unites us. Just as the MS community feels like only another MSer could understand their woes, COVID-19 has become the greatest equalizer of our time. No one is immune, so it's leveled the playing field. You know, there are certain catastrophic landmarks in our lives that will always serve as a marker of a before and after. For an MSer, it's typically life before and after you were diagnosed. There are non-medical landmarks like 9-11. Nothing was the same after 9-11 and nothing will be the same after COVID. But what's different about COVID is it's a global shift. It didn't just happen here in the United States or in Canada or it happened everywhere. We weren't the only ones affected. The realistic side of me acknowledges that the world has been struck with an unfortunate medical crisis, the worst most of us have ever seen in our lifetime. The spiritual side of me can't help but wonder if the universe, God, whatever spiritual label you favor, has taken drastic measures to stop us all in our tracks to force us to take the time to reset, reflect, be grateful, to address what needs to be healed in our lives, whether it's our bodies, our relationships, or the earth for that matter. There's a reason why for the first time in 30 years, you can see the Himalayan mountains from a distance and the Los Angeles skyline is smog-free. Maybe Mother Earth needed a break too. I don't want to dismiss the financial strife, sacrifices made, and logistical hardships that this monster of a virus has bestowed upon us. For me, it meant 
a husband who's the primary breadwinner in our household, he couldn't go back to work on April 1st. For my daughter, who's in nursing school and whose husband is still working, it meant having to take classes online from her home. And because her babysitter is on lockdown with her children, my husband and I now have to watch our 18-month-old granddaughter four days a week while our daughter is in class in her bedroom. So many dreams and plans are on hold or have to be retooled to accommodate our new normal. Any of this upheaval sounding familiar to my MS family out there? It's like reliving an old war story. The fear, the uncertainty, the lack of control. But despite the unprecedented level of devastation and loss of control, the optimist in me can't help but think of the opportunities that abound. While it's taken so many four-plus weeks in lockdown to figure out and start chirping about how this could be a blessing in disguise, I already knew it before a single business had been shuttered. Between having MS for the last 14 years and a month in a hospital in a foreign country, a week of that in solid isolation, I already knew the gifts that unfettered time had to offer. I'm actually excited about what's to come on the other side of this nightmare. So based on my own past experience and my current observations, I'd like to share my post-COVID predictions of the life-changing moves that will be made by individuals, businesses, and beyond after COVID. And here's my list. Number one, people who never would have considered using grocery pickup will never step foot into a grocery store again. Number two, People who only dabbled in Amazon in the past will now rely on it heavily because they discovered they can utilize it more than just buying books. And they can receive things faster and with no time or gas money spent shopping for the items in person. Number three, corporations that house hundreds of employees in floors of cubicles discovered that their employees can be just as productive right from their own living rooms. They'll downsize their buildings which will save on office space, equipment, and utility. Their employees will save on gas, wear and tear on their cars, eating lunch out, and most importantly, commuting time. A side bonus of that will be less pollution from car exhausts. Number four, people who never would have dreamt of buying generic food products at the grocery store were forced to do so because there was nothing left on the shelves during the pandemic and discovered just as tasty and of the same quality as higher-priced brands. Number five, the real estate market should soar. Whether you've been stuck in your house for the last six weeks and asking yourself why the hell you've been wasting your money on a house that's 4,000 square feet when you only live in 1,500 of it, or you live in a 1,500-square-foot home and have three young children, you're thinking, oh my God, I'm going to lose my mind. My house isn't big enough. Those people have likely had the time to sit down, crunch the numbers, and realize it's time for a change. Look out, real estate agents. Number six, people will take a serious look at what they're doing to remain healthy or not. When someone goes about their life thinking that they're in tip-top shape, healthier than they've ever been, but they have an underlying secondary illness, whether it's diabetes, obesity, respiratory issues, or you're a smoker. This pandemic has taught us that even the seemingly healthiest people can succumb to an insidious virus. Number seven, 
people will rethink their plans for retirement. This lockdown has maybe given you a taste of the other side of the nine to five life you've been living for the last 30 years. And you're so close to retirement, you can taste it. But you might still have like five or 10 years to go. While on lockdown and unable to work, you realize just how much money you saved and time you've regained by not having to commute to work. Plus, you've finally had the time to sit down and likely write down your pros and cons list. Examine what a realistic monthly budget for retirement might look like. Heck, maybe you could even consider retiring from your current job and work part-time at something less stressful to fill in the financial gaps until you're able to fully retire. Number eight, divorces. Well, I think they'll be on the rise and engagements will be broken as well. Right up there with a theory that having a baby will fix a marriage or getting married will fix a fragile relationship, being confined with a partner or spouse can be a recipe for disaster. It's easy to ignore your marital and relationship issues when you're always on the go, taking care of the kids, passing like two ships in the night, as you're going to work, dashing off to football practice, ballet lessons, without ever really sitting down with with each other for an extended period of time. This lockdown and the time to truly examine where things stand with you and your partner can be an eye-opener. Flaws will be exposed. And for you young couples who thought it would be super cute to play house and be in quarantine with your boyfriend or girlfriend, good luck with that. Wait until you find out your beloved trims his toenails with his teeth. Number nine, saving for a rainy day. For anybody out there who ever poo-pooed the notion that You should have three months emergency funds set aside in case you lose your job. Guess what? They were right. My guess is there are more than a few people out there saying, I will never put myself in this position again. And you will start socking away some mad money for the next disaster. Lesson learned. Number 10, wills and final arrangements. I predict for will and estate attorneys, to be incredibly deluged with COVID error requests for services. There's nothing like a deadly virus infiltrating every nook and cranny of the planet to get you thinking about what's going on and what will happen with your final affairs after you're gone. I'll throw life insurance agents into this mix as well. Number 11, the internet. There's a certain contingent who've labeled the internet the devil's work since its introduction into our society. It turns out it's been the one constant means of communication for connection with the outside world, education, business, and medicine during this confinement. The one way you could still be educated, run your business, and stay in touch with loved ones through apps like FaceTime, Messenger, and Zoom. People of all ages who had never embraced the cyber world in the past will be forced to do so, and they'll never turn back. It'll be a new way of life for them as well. Number 12, new businesses will emerge. Existing businesses will evolve. Existing businesses will start offering services they offered during the pandemic that they could have been offering all along but didn't realize there was such a large market for it. Curbside pickup and takeout service are king right now, and not just for restaurants and grocery stores. Customers are going to become accustomed to these conveniences. Number 13, people who finally have the time to do the research on that dream job they've always wanted to start from home 
will have been granted their wish and when they go back to their nine to five job to hand in their resignation. Hooray for time. Number 14. New family traditions will emerge. Whether it's finally having time to teach your children to cook or do laundry, set the table for dinner, or maybe even having dinner at the table all together for the first time in years. Maybe it'll be game night. Cracks in the family dynamic could be mended or have become so fractured that a family recognizes it finally has to be addressed. This is the time to do it, people. And my last prediction. I'd like to think that the U.S. and other countries as well will realize that they must become more self-sustaining. Never again will our countries have to depend on other countries for basic medical equipment and supplies. Then, after each country has the ability to take care of its own, they'll be in a better position to assist other countries who are not able. Think of the airline instructions during an emergency. You use your mask on yourself first, then you assist your child. That's what I'm thinking about. If you didn't notice yet, the one constant element that shows up throughout my list of predictions and that will likely have been a key to a large majority of the post-COVID decision-making has been time. Before COVID, it was always about the time we didn't have to do X, Y, Z. If only I had the time for this. Well, I don't have the time for that. Well, now you've had the time. And I've learned from my own experience with forced early retirement, I know for certain that time is a gift. We've been locked down, sheltered in place, isolated to save lives, to save our neighbor, our grandchildren, your coworker, to collectively save the earthly population. But here's the difference between so many MSers and the able-bodied world during this time. When the doors are unlocked, the beaches are reopened and companies go back to business as usual, the world of those not living with MS or a chronic illness will be jumping right back into the fray, while many with chronic illness will still be right here, limited in what we can do, where we can go, Life would have changed much for us. A year from now, when the playing field has been recalibrated to this new normal we're expected to embrace, able-bodied or disabled, what lessons will we have learned? What will have changed within you? Will you be more grateful, more humble, more motivated? Will your level of compassion have evolved so much that when you think of a family member or friend with a chronic illness, You remember the time when a virus beyond your control brought your life to a screeching halt? Most of all, will you realize that this time was a gift? Stay well, stay safe, and be hopeful. Until the next episode. For more information on the MS Gym, check them out at themsgym.com, on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. If you'd like to know what I've been up to lately, you can find me at brookslick.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode of the MS Gym Podcast.